everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when the fertility slug makes you crazy. And I think a lot of women are feeling just really disillusioned on the path, especially with the arrival of the period. It's like a big slap in the face every month. And if you're undergoing assisted reproductive processes like IVF, then you have the blood test, the impending blood test that will tell you if it worked or if it didn't. And it's just crushing. It's crushing when it doesn't work. And there's a lot of effort and thought. And most of all, there's a lot of heart that goes into this for the women on this journey. And so I wanted to provide some perspective of how to mentally, emotionally, and spiritually survive it when you feel like your ability to cope is just is fleeing you, that you are feeling very desperate and disillusioned and overwhelmed and without knowing what to do next. A lot of the time, it is our expectations that are really getting the best of us. So for example, like it has to happen this month. You know, get, you get all your hopes up for this month. And when the period comes, you die inside a little bit. You go kind of to a victim place. Like, why is this happening to me? And you lose your, your power and your confidence and your faith. And so the first thing I wanted to sort of hash out is the expectation. Why does it have to happen this month? Right. And why does it have to happen in a certain way? And that's usually based on belief systems uh, that you believe that it should be happening a certain way. And that's understandable. I mean, as women, I think a lot of us believe that it's our God-given right to have children. And so, and that that's like a huge role of being a woman is that we make babies. And so it should be easy. But in all of history, it hasn't been easy for everyone. And there are reasons that sometimes are insurmountable. Some women maybe never will get pregnant. And just like some people have a variety of health conditions that may not get better. For most of you listening to this podcast, that's not the case. There are very few of you that are truly infertile. Uh, most of you are dealing with like some level of subfertility, and it's still possible to overcome that. For those of you that that's not the case, uh, then there's some things that you can still do to, to help yourself handle it and maybe seek motherhood from a different angle. Subfertility or infertility is like any other health condition, and there shouldn't be any shame attached to it. Uh, and there shouldn't be this idea of failure either. So, you know, my type A women that I see a lot of in New York City and around the country, you're overachievers. Everything has come to you when you put effort into it. And so naturally, if you put effort into this, it should happen. You know, you map your cycle, you do your acupuncture, you start to eat right, you try to uh, integrate mindfulness stuff, you take a vacation, you do all the things. And that month, it still doesn't happen. 
but it's not failure. There's something else at play. And we have to tap into a little bit of faith. And we can also be doing things that are proactive, which we'll, I'll get into, but we have to come back to the faith. How are we supposed to look at this as if we are not wasting time or the clock is not ticking, right? Because if you're seeing a doctor, it's like every month counts, you know, don't wait, get on the next cycle. But if we feel the pressure of the clock, it's not helping us. It's not helping us at all. It's adding an incredible amount of pressure. The pressure adds stress hormones and overwhelm. And that actually can be impairing our fertility further. It's also about what you do with the time. You know, if you spend the time that you're not getting pregnant, stressing out, drinking wine, overworking to compensate somehow the mental anguish, eating badly, like if you spend the time self-sabotaging, then not ideal. Totally understandable that you would go that route, but not ideal. On the other hand, if you use the time that you're not quite pregnant yet to be doing things to grow yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, then that's a good investment of your time. Not only one that will likely help you in your conception efforts, but that will help you for the rest of your life. And not only for you, the health of your family, the tools that you integrate now, if you decide to do so, are going to serve you and your family forevermore. So use the time to grow as a person, whether that's exploring your limiting beliefs, for example, or the way that you might look at situations always from a negative spin, rather than trying to see the silver lining or the opportunity, how you might cascade into a pit of stress and anguish at the first kind of sign of it not working or bad news, how quickly you can flip out of that, for example, like it's totally fine if you react. Can you switch gears? You know, we're, we're kind of reprogramming ourselves and having a little bit of a challenge in getting pregnant is a really good time to do that because rarely are we faced with something that is so deeply destabilizing and distressing as struggling to get pregnant. But in every struggle, there's an opportunity to grow. So I ask you to maybe look at, at what's here for you. How can you see the situation differently? What nugget or spark of something can you see that may be an opportunity for you to grow and change and evolve as a human? It's generally in the pain in our lives that the deep change happens. So you can make use of this. Though I never wish this on anybody, you can make use of it. Another thing is that for some, IVF is not a good option. So low ovarian reserve, a little bit elevated FSH, for example, you don't usually respond that well to the IVF medications, at least the conventional type. In fact, you may only get one or two eggs, if that cycle might get canceled. This happens a lot. So if you're looking at one cycle to be the big ticket, like, okay, I'm going to do one IVF cycle. It's going to go great. I'm handing this over to science. And then it doesn't. And then you do it again. And it doesn't go well again. Maybe do it again. It doesn't go well again. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of the road. It might mean another approach is in order. So for example, low ovarian reserve, not going to respond well to heavy medications, maybe not respond even well to low dose medications, but you want the structure of the IVF. You want to see the egg being taken out, being fertilized in a dish. You want to know what it's doing. You want that 
kind of visual or that data. So if that's the case, then maybe you try natural cycles. Maybe you just say for six months, I'm going to go to this center and they're going to collect an egg naturally every month and I'm going to bank them. Rather than going all in, injecting yourself with a bunch of stuff and hoping that you're going to get a better result when it's shown you historically that it's just not working. So you take a different approach. Okay, I'm going to not continue to pound my ovaries when they're not responding. I'm going to maybe look at a gentler option and just, and still use science, still use technology and do this a little bit slower. That's fine too. In fact, that might be a good option for some women that are just starting out. So again, it's that, it's not that like, okay, I'm looking for my big payout, like this instant gratification society. I'm going to look at this as a long game. Getting pregnant is the long game. And I know that nobody wants to look at it that way. But I've seen a lot of women that have been in it for years because the big ticket payouts were was the goal of each cycle. And so I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense to try to do the big ticket payout kind of IVF at the beginning. Maybe it is for some people. But sometimes a different perspective is in order. That it may not be trying to do it all at once and just just do it like a bit more gradually uh, and a bit less stressful, both on body and mind. Also, don't just stay on the hamster feel wheel because you think you have to, because you're fighting the clock. You've done a bunch of cycles or you've been trying to get pregnant naturally and you just like, aren't, it's not happening, but you feel like you can't stop because you're going to lose a month. Sometimes you just need a month. Maybe you just need a month to not think about it. And that's okay too. If you're trying naturally, maybe you have sex, but you don't time it at all. And you just enjoy your partner. IVF, maybe it's a natural cycle. Maybe it's doing it without medications, or it's just not making an effort for a month and taking that and reinvesting it into yourself in the form of a gentle detox on your body of some more space in your life. Because we all know this can take quite a bit of time. Uh, Definitely, if you're doing IVF, you're running around to appointments. But even if you're doing it naturally, it takes a lot of mental space up. So sometimes just tabling it for a month can help you gain a lot of perspective and it can create a different environment in your body. So basically slow down to get a little perspective because it can get really confusing about what step to take next. And we keep handing over the power to the doctor. Okay, I'm going to see this doctor and then I'm going to see that doctor and then I'm going to see that doctor. And, you know, and hopefully one of them will have the solution. And maybe that's sometimes the case, but I can tell you that I interview a lot of doctors and I work with a lot of doctors and they're very smart, amazing people. And most of them say then in, they really don't know. Like in the cases when it's not working, a lot of the time they just don't know and there's no answer. And that's just the reality of it. There's no answer. And so you can go from one doctor to the next doctor. Hopefully they have an answer. And undoubtedly, some of them will have a different angle. Like, okay, let's approach it this way. But that doesn't mean that it's the right one. I'm not saying don't seek answers. What I'm saying is sometimes there isn't a big answer. Like there isn't like a overt diagnosis that you're going to find, like that you have, you know, this issue with your uterus or this autoimmune uh, issue or this blood clotting, something that's blocking your pregnancy. Sometimes it's something really subtle. And that's what I counsel a lot in. Like sometimes it's like you're a little bit lacking nutrients. Sometimes there maybe is a bit too much stress hormone in your body. It can be a myriad of things, an accumulation of small things that's just not quite getting you to the point where your body will conceive. Sometimes it's age, right? Like there are factors that we have to consider that sometimes we don't want to hear about. 
Another thing is to think about other ways of getting pregnant, like other paths to get the baby. So this is another thing that a lot of people don't want to think about. You don't necessarily want to be thinking about maybe using a donor egg or maybe adopting. And that wasn't what you had envisioned. But again, we're talking about expectations and beliefs of the way that we think things should go. And they don't always go that way. But if you're hitting walls in the other stuff, like you've done a bunch of IVF cycles, it's not working, or you're trying naturally and you really don't want to do IVF, for example, I view making a baby as something quite spiritual that you are inviting a soul. A soul is coming to you. It's not necessarily about the DNA, like the material stuff, the makeup of the body, uh, and that the soul will come to you. Something intangible, right? And we like tangibles in this society. And so if you look at it as more of this intangible and non-scientific thing, more of a spiritual thing, then the way that this child comes to you is not as important. Say, you know, we're thinking about doing donor egg or um, adoption or fostering, for example. Will the kid feel like mine? Will I love them as much as I should as a mom? Will they look like me? Will my husband be able to accept this? How will I even tell them when they're getting older? Like, what do I do? Totally understandable, reasonable questions. But the thing is, like, we get so caught up in the details of all this and it becomes overwhelming. So if the regular way isn't working and you're starting to maybe open up to another way, then my advice is to speak to other women that have chosen alternate routes to motherhood about their experiences because they will tell you that they are as over the moon for their donor child or adopted child or foster child as any other parent would be. And in fact, are emphatic about taking that route. Um, they're like the best cheerleaders for it. So it's actually really inspiring to talk to people who have taken alternate uh, routes to parenthood. If you don't know anybody who has done that, you can always ask friends. If you don't feel comfortable um, asking friends, then you can seek out a counselor. So if you're going through IVF, you can ask the IVF center who they recommend as a fertility therapist. I do not necessarily recommend seeing regular therapist, like somebody who isn't specialized in fertility, because it's a certain thing that you go through that I don't think everybody totally understands unless they've gone through it themselves or have been with a lot of people who have gone through it. So, and just to have sort of like that specialized knowledge about the actual process of going through fertility treatment and what one can encounter. So I do recommend seeking out a therapist, a counselor that could help you kind of get the inside scoop on other people's perspectives. So in absence of being able to talk to others who have gone down that route, maybe having a counselor, an ally that can help you understand what it's been like for other people and what are some ways that you can look at it. You know, I've given you the way that I look at it as, as more of like a spiritual thing and the soul um, rather than the DNA. Uh, and so it doesn't need to come necessarily from your body, from your eggs. And I've known tons of parents who have had children of donor eggs or donor sperm, and there's no difference. And I've known quite a few parents who have adopted, fostered. The love, the love from parent to child is the same. I've also had patients who have had one child from their eggs and then another child donor eggs. So I've seen that too. Is there any difference between how much they love the donor child versus the one that came from their own egg? Nope no difference. 
So I, I've had a pretty good sample size of seeing how people deal with this situation. And I have not seen the love and the joy be any different. And a lot of those details that you're concerned about now in thinking about this, those kind of dissolve, they go away. And I know you can't envision it now because you're so stuck in the weeds, but they go away. They do as best you can when you get too in the weeds or when you're trying to make a decision or you're feeling overwhelmed and you can't get off the hamster wheel, rest your mind and your body so that you can find a quiet place in yourself where the answer will come through. I know it sounds really woo-woo, but it does. The, the answer doesn't come from the pros and cons list in your head. It comes from a place deeper down. The busy mind is not the truth. It's just an accumulation of fears, worries, beliefs, expectations. And it's always doing a dance that changes according to our stress levels, the amount of caffeine we've had, if we've had alcohol, our mental state, our thought processes, how positive our thoughts or how negative our thoughts are change according to what we're consuming, how much sleep we're getting, how much stress we're under. So that being the case, be careful not to trust those thoughts too much. Maybe just try to observe them more. Above all, as I mentioned at the beginning, come back to the faith that you will end up in the perfect place for you. It may not look exactly like you imagined it, but it will be right for you and it will be right for your family. And last, try not to stuff down the possibility that it might not work the way that you wanted it to. We, we run away with it from it and we take a bunch of actions to try to make this potential truth go away. It might make sense to just face it. Like, okay, what if you don't have a baby from your own body? It'll be fine. What if you can't get pregnant? It'll be fine. What if you don't have children? That will also be fine, depending on how you look at it. If you want the baby, you'll get one. But again, it may not be from your body. So try to go back to that spiritual place of the soul coming to you. It's waiting to come to you be that through natural conception, IVF, donor egg, fostering, or adoption. You try to open yourself up to that and you may feel differently. You may feel the weight lift a little bit. You may feel lighter. You may feel your mind empty. You may not, but I hope to provide a little perspective and slow things down a little today for the possibility that may bring you the slightest amount of peace. Wishing you all the best. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.